0: Welcome back to Bloody Bizarre. My name is Emma. My name's Sarah. Where did I put my phone? There. Do you need it? Yeah, oh, for the story. To do your story. Yeah. I feel like this is a
1: bit of a low energy episode. Yeah, well, it is late, later at night, and we've both had, had full days of work. Yeah, I only finished my last commitment about. An hour ago, your second job. Yeah,
0: so yeah. you're onto your third job of the day. Yeah, exactly. The one we don't get paid for. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we get paid in like friendship.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The the greatest payment and fun times. Yeah, and forces us to spend time together because we don't like it.
0: And learning weird, awful things
1: every week and educating, which is also the greatest gift of all. <laughs> Um, so
0: yeah, if you're, I don't know where people are listening, but just, this can be a bit of a, a chill one for you. Yeah. Except
1: the subject matter's not going to be. Uh look, it kind of is because it's like kind of, it's half bullshit. Half. You don't
0: believe, you don't believe it.
1: I don't think you will either but anyway okay. um
0: but there is it's yeah but hard. sometimes even when I
1: don't believe it I like to you like just to buy like, in yeah rile, rile you up a bit yeah <laughs> it's pretty easy <laughs> Mum the other day was like oh no dad was like you're so quick to anger aren't you and I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, and there was something else that was happening and Mum was like um she said something about me getting overwhelmed easily and I was like yeah because we were in Bunnings and there was like little shitheads running around screaming and there was like a lot of people there and I was like this is overwhelming for the best of people (laughs) anyway um except Mum and dad were like just fine yeah well dad couldn't hear because he didn't have his ears in uh he needs to start wearing those and Mum doesn't hear because she's oblivious yeah dad
0: went to the coffee shop the other day and he came back and he was like it's so loud in there Mm. they had the music up really loud and i was like is it the first time you've been in there since you got your hearing aids and he was like oh yeah i think so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's what it's like all the time, Dad. <laughs> that's what the rest of us are dealing with. That's called being sensitive to noise. Yeah. <laughs> that's where you get it from. Yeah. Dad's just found the ultimate
1: hack to avoid sensory Yeah, just overall, become deaf. Go I'm, I'm going to go deaf when I'm older because I listen to music too loud. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we did kind of allude to what I was talking about, so I'll just jump in. Today I'm talking about the poltergeist curse. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, this is the the curse that surrounds the movie Poltergeist. Yes. So, I'm going to get into what it is. So, you didn't need to do that. But <laughs> thanks for feeling like you had to. You're um, welcome. Sources are Wikipedia, looper.com article by Gil Macias, uh, ranker.com article by Melissa Brinks, the com article by someone called Ryan. Who's that? Uh I'm guessing it was like a blog post type situation and it was like a contributor and they just had their They didn't names. even
0: put their last name. No. I
1: Ryan. like that. I respect that, Ryan. The com staff article as well. Okay. So I've made it abundantly clear that I am um, superstitious, infuriatingly so for a lot of people. Not superstitious. Yes. What did I say? Superstitious. Oh, No. I'm not superstitious. Um, so I only have committed to do one of these kinds of stories a season or a year. Mm-hmm. This is my one. Okay. Okay. Today I'm talking about the supposed Poltergeist curse and other cursed movies. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you um, about the movie, The Poltergeist First. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay. Did you like it? Um... What Poltergeist One? There's yeah, three whatever, of them.
0: Whatever the original was. Oh, there's
1: like four of them actually, but oh, far out. The well, the one where the little girl's sitting in front of the TV. Oh, sorry, I keep knocking the mic. I'm sorry. It's because my legs are stretching out. Oh, um, <laughs> um, yeah,
0: the one where the little girl's sitting in front of the TV. Yeah, it's I think like that's one. Statik, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, um, for anyone who hasn't who's not aware of the movie or anything like that. The original Poltergeist trilogy was a series of horror films in the 80s made by MGM Studios in America, the first film being co-written and produced by a fellow named Steven Spielberg.
0: Oh. Uh, a little <laughs> little known fella.
1: Yeah. And I guess I should put a spoiler alert on the top of this, but it is over 40 years old, so. Oh,
0: my God. The 80s with that one. Oh, my fucking
1: God. Yeah. So old. Yeah. <laughs> agreed <laughs> the first film Poltergeist focused on the Freeling family as they're terrorized by a group of ghosties and a particularly nasty demon known as the Beast this group of no-goods focus on the youngest daughter in the family Carol the apparitions communicate through the family's television set as you said and can only be heard by Carol Attracted to her life force and believing she will help lead them into the light, the various beings abduct Caroline through her bedroom closet, which acts as a portal to their dimension. As, a, as you do. Cool. Much of the film involves the family's efforts to rescue their daughter, aided by a group of parapsychologists and spiritual mediums. Caroline is eventually rescued from the other side and following a second attack by the beast that reveals the ghosts had originated from an improperly relocated cemetery beneath the neighbourhood, the Freelings flee their house and the neighbourhood just before the house implodes and disappears into another dimension. Like that Simpsons episode. Yeah. <laughs> Does that not sound like the plot to a Goosebumps book?
0: Yeah, well, I feel like Goosebumps kind of took, like, inspiration from a lot of horror movies and then just diluted it to make it kid friendly.
1: There were some Goosebumps episodes that were fucking
0: scary. Yeah, there were some that were kind of, what's the word, like existential? Yes. Very like deep. Yeah. Triggered some deep thoughts that were very scary. Yes. Like the one, there's one in particular I remember where I think they went to a different dimension, and their parents didn't know who they were. They were mm. like, "Who the fuck are you?" And, mm. and and then that's how the episode
1: ended. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. No resolution. Or what about the one where the dad gets turned into the flower, but but they don't know that, that that's the fake the 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 fake dad has, has become the real dad, and the real dad has become the flower. And then the the real one comes back, and the kid has to choose is like and which makes one? the wrong decision. Yeah. And what about where they're in that town, and then they get out of the town, but then the dog is infected. Yep. And that's how they leave it. That's so how you they know that that they're all going to be infected again. Yeah, goosebumps are scary. I'm going to start reading those books again. I'm going to try, I'm going to buy them all on eBay or something. And I'm going to start reading them. Yeah. And I'll I make can, I'll make an Instagram story series about it. I can get Abby into them. Might be too young for her. Oh yeah. Now, but oh, right. like in like, I don't know, six Ten years. years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to this. So silly. Okay. Um, Following on <laughs> from the first film, the second film, the sequel, Poltergeist 2, The Other Side was released in 1986. This movie takes place one year after the events in Poltergeist and offers an alternate explanation of the ghost's origin, which is so, so dumb. (laughs) They've they've released this movie and they're like, yeah, it's a smash hit, Poltergeist, excellent, woo, this is how it ends, this is the origin of the ghosts. And then someone goes, let's bring out like a follow-on from that, but let's say that the first one got the origin wrong.
0: Well, I mean, that's what horror movies do a lot of the time. They're they're just.
1: But like, why not just make it a completely different ghost? Yeah. True. Yeah. The, uh, I yeah. mean, they know what they're doing. They don't. It was a flop. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only one that that did well was the first one. The other, the rest of them did horribly. Yeah. To be fair, when you said that there were three of them, I was like, what. <laughs> So, the film also develops the identity and backstory of the beast, who lived during the 19th century as a religious zealot named Reverend Henry Kane. Kane was the leader of a utopian cult who in anticipation of the end of the world, sealed themselves in a cavern located directly below what later became the Freeling property. Oh gosh. Kane wants to possess Caroline to continue manipulating his followers after death. Right. The ghosts follow and attack the Freelings at their current household. Aided by an American Indian shaman named Taylor, the Freelings managed to escape from Kane, aka the Beast, and his followers a second time. Whew. This family. Yeah. Not lucky. So, this was a new house that they were living in? Oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? The third and final film in the original trilogy, oh, God. Poltergeist 3, was released in 1988. In this one, to protect Carol Ann. The Freelings have sent her to live temporarily in a Chicago skyscraper, the John Hancock Center, with who? With her skeptical relatives Pat and Bruce Gardner and their daughter Donna. However, during psychiatric sessions, Caroline's recollection of her experiences enables Kane, the Beast, and his followers to locate her and make contact through the building's ubiquitous mirrors. <laughs> the ghosts abduct Caroline and then Donna. Oh. That yeah, she's now bringing other people in on this. Well, they are, but you know, her fault too. No, well, not her fault. Not victim blame. Don't victim blame, Caroline. Um, Prompting Pat, Bruce, and Donna's boyfriend Scott to enlist the help of Tangina or Tangina, but I think it's probably Tangina, a psychic and clairvoyant who eventually escorts Kane into the spectral light, sacrificing herself to save the family and banishing Kane. For good. But then what's to say they're not going to be like, actually, let's think of an alternate ending. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> yeah. Back. Uh, miss me? So, anyway, that's the end of the um, the original trilogy. There was a reboot of the movie made in 2015. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even hear about that. It was also named Poltergeist. It centers on a family struggling to make ends meet who relocate to a suburban home. As in the original, the youngest daughter is kidnapped by Sp- Patchy. Patch. If you heard that, that was the sound of Patchy licking himself off. <laughs> he's he's tucking himself out with that. <laughs> yeah, back to sleep. Yeah. As in the original, the youngest daughter is kidnapped by spirits that inhabit the house. Eventually, the host of a paranormal-themed TV show comes to the aid of the family.
0: Oh, they've got to, they've got to give it the 2015 spin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you noticed that a lot of shows and stuff from like the 2020 era or movies from the 2020 era, they'll have, like, a podcast angle. Like, somebody's a podcaster. Yeah. In
1: 2019, it was announced that the Russo brothers were making another poltergeist movie, but nothing has happened yet.
0: Have you watched any of the reboots? No. Have you watched the reboot?
1: I have not. I think I would get really bored really quick. I might watch it. just for for funsies you
0: know like i i quite like watching bad horror movies i get a kick out of that Um, well i'll
1: tell you these ones did these ones are probably that i think it's really hard to find a good horror movie oh there's some good ones is there yeah name one well i like all of jordan peele's ones isn't that not
0: more thriller no they're horror get out was thriller i would call that horror there's also another one called His House. I watched that with Donna as well. The little blurb is a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface, and it is creepy. It's real good. Okay. And it's also, like, a bit of a commentary. Yeah, yeah. How refugees are treated. But, like, it's, it's a, a good horror movie. There's heaps of good horror movies. You're just a hater.
1: Wow. Didn't expect quite an attack like that. <laughs> okay. So we all know basically what the movies are about. Some demons, ghosts, haunt a family and try to gain control of the youngest daughter for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the films themselves aren't the focus of this episode, but rather the deaths of those who worked on or around the movies. Mm-hmm. These deaths have led those inclined to claim that the movie is cursed. Let's go through the deaths first and then move on to the claims about the reasons why. Okay. First, the murder of 22-year-old actress Dominique Dunn, who played the eldest sister in the first film, Dana Freeling. Her character was mentioned in Poltergeist 2 as being off to college, but the reality was her character had to be scrapped entirely due to Dunn's untimely death just months after the original movie was released. On the evening of October 30, 1982, Dunn was brutally strangled by an aggravated ex-boyfriend. The murderer identified as sous-chef John Sweeney. Sweeney showed up at her West Hollywood home in the hopes of repairing their relationship and moving back in with her. An argument erupted on Dunn's driveway where the attack took place. When police arrived at the scene, Sweeney said, I've killed my girlfriend.
0: She's not your girlfriend, she's your ex-girlfriend.
1: At the time, Dunn was still alive. Um, She was rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Centre where she remained in a coma for five days but never regained consciousness. On November 4th, 1982, just three weeks before what would have been her 23rd birthday, she was removed from life support and pronounced dead.
0: Just because some dickhead Mm. couldn't handle rejection. Rejection.
1: Dunn was considered a rising star at the time and had just landed a role in the science fiction miniseries V, which she was rehearsing for the night she was murdered. So that's the first death. Mm-hmm. Next one. Reverend Henry Kane, the human form of the beast. Okay. Played by Julian Beck.
0: Oh, I know what happened to him. He went into a beam of light, never to return. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes.
1: Uh, next one. Um <laughs> 19th century looking cult leader who spends most of Poltergeist 2 trying to infiltrate the Freeling residents and abduct Carol Ann. Beck would never live to see the theatrical release of Poltergeist 2 since he passed away on September 14th, 1985 during the film's post-production period and a full eight months before its premiere. Beck passed away after a battle with stomach cancer, having been diagnosed in 83.
0: So he had cancer while he was filming? Yep. Okay.
1: So, you know. Actor Will Sampson, who also played Chief Bromden in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but um, also played Taylor, the Native American shaman from Poltergeist 2, who helped the family escape the clutches of the ghouls, Mm -hmm. Sampson passed away due to post-operative kidney failure following a heart and lung transplant. Again, this is another death of a cast member that occurred not long after the release of the Poltergeist movie. Samson passed away on June 3rd, 1987. He was only 53 at the time of his death. But it
0: sounds like at least two of these had pre-existing conditions Mm -hmm. before they started on Mm -hmm. the movie. Mm -hmm
1: they did arguably the most well-known death was the loss of heather o'rourke who played carol ann mm-hmm. the young face of the entire franchise during production of poltergeist 3 in 1987 o'rourke was undergoing treatment for crohn's disease which would turn out to be a misdiagnosis oh. fast forward to january of 1988 when o'rourke became severely ill and her health started to deteriorating at an alarming rate. On February 1, 1988, she was rushed to the hospital where she ultimately died due to septic shock caused by an undetected intestinal blockage.
0: Oh, my God, that's so avoidable. That's so,
1: like... This blockage ruptured and the toxins released into her body proved to be too much. During an operation, the 12-year-old Rourke was undergoing the same day of her death. It was also revealed that she did not have Crohn's disease, but an acute bowel obstruction due to congenital stenosis, something that could have been surgically corrected had it been detected sooner. Yeah, I feel like that. <sighs> mm-hmm. With only four months until the film's release Her death caused the studio to force Sherman to shoot an entirely new ending Using a double, something the director Was strongly against He preferred that the movie not be released at all But MGM ultimately had its way O'Rourke's tragic end would be the fourth death of a Poltergeist major cast member in a six year span all,
0: all like on air, uh, Like on camera mm-hmm. people all, too. On camera
1: talent, yeah. yeah. Now, 17 years after the release Of the original movie Apparently the curse wasn't done yet Actor Lou Perryman, who had a very minor role as a construction worker named Pugsley, was gruesomely murdered in his home by Seth Christopher Tatum, an ex-con with a history of mental health problems. On April 1st, 2009, Tatum was on the run after a violent altercation with his mother's ex-boyfriend when he randomly came across Perryman's home. The two had never met, and he killed him. His reason? To steal the car.
0: Oh, my God, that's really scary.
1: The case was settled two years later when the killer, who'd stopped taking his medication for bipolar disorder shortly before the murder, was sentenced to life in prison. So, quite a coincidence there to have five deaths of CAFs members from the same film series.
0: And again, like all on-camera mm-hmm. cast members too.
1: Some other things that believers like to bring up when arguing for the case of the curse. Richard Lawson, who played Ryan, one of the paranormal investigators, investigator team in the original Poltergeist film, is believed to be another victim of the curse. Lawson is still alive and well, but in 1992, he boarded flight 405 to Cleveland. Many passengers on board reported feeling uneasy before the flight. Lawson was bumped up to first class after a flight attendant recognised him. A chance encounter that possibly saved his life. The plane crashed into the into a bay after a failed takeoff with its passengers trapped in their seats. 27 of those people died, including someone in Lawson's original seat. Oh. If he hadn't been bumped up to first class, it might have been him that died instead. Now, that may sound like the opposite of cursed, but I think being involved in a plane crash at all despite surviving is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, the middle child in the film, Robbie, played by Oliver Robbins, is still alive but nearly suffered an on-set death after the mechanical clown that was supposed to struggle with Robbie malfunctioned and ended up choking him. <laughs> Those on set thought he was just giving a great acting performance oh my God. until he started turning blue and they had, to, they had to wrestle the clown off him. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine the moment when people started being like, okay, it's this good. is, okay. Is, wait, uh, hang. Uh, how, how's he doing yeah. that?
1: Another jug of fuel for the cursed fire. Jo Beth Williams, who played the Freeling Mother, would return home after filming each day to find all her photo frames tilted. She would straighten them up and then the next day they would be tilted again. That's all there is to that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like people who were like gruesomely murdered and stuff. Yeah. Like, "Well,
1: well, well, you know, I got home and my, my frames were tilted. And I'd straighten them and guess what? Next day, tilted again. The man who wrote the novelization of Poltergeist, James Kahn, wasn't involved with the film's production, but that doesn't mean he was exempt from the strange occurrences. In fact, Kahn reported that right after writing the line, "...lightning streaked the sky," quote, "...a freak lightning bolt struck his building." Kahn said that his lights went out and that the video games in his house turned on and started playing without anyone there. What reason would there be for this seemingly standard horror movie to be afflicted with such a curse?
0: Can I ask a question? Yeah. That you might, I don't know. Did, did the reboot have any cursed stuff connected to it?
1: The 2015 one? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. So yeah. that one's safe. Yeah, it's just the original trilogy, it seems. Right.
0: Maybe there was like a prop that they used that was Okay, cursed. well,
1: let me tell you. Ooh. Many point to the skeletons that were used on set. Detective brain. Well, it's not really detective because of bullshit. Our normal detective brain. Yeah, okay. Parapsychologist detective brain. That's me. The skeletons you see in the pool during one of Poltergeist's scariest moments were not the plastic movie props that you would expect. They were real human skeletons. The reason they used real skeletons was because they were cheaper than the plastic ones.
0: My God, that's fucked up.
1: Yeah, I know. The superstitious type believe that this was the very start of the curse that would go on to afflict the franchise, but not only did they use real skeletons in the first film, they also used them in the sequel as well.
0: Well, if they've already got them on hand, it sounds like they're budget conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to buy new ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The man who played the shaman, Will Sampson, who is said to have been a sort of medicine man in real life, apparently attempted an exorcism one night following a shoot in hopes to get rid of the curse. As we know, he died less than a year later um, from complications from the transplant. So do you think there's a curse on the Poltergeist movie set? Um,
0: No. I think it's very coincidental. Mm. But... You're saying... N-O to the... In saying that, I think if I was, like, working on it, if I was a cast member, I would be freaked out.
1: Okay. Dork.
0: I I thought I watched a documentary about this, but I think it
1: might have been a different movie. So you're going to cover some other movies, hey? Sure am. Another film that's commonly plastered with the curse label is the 1973 film The Exorcist. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking (laughs) of. Yep.
0: Yep. Is this where, like, on set something fell down and, like,
1: crushed someone or something On the set, there were several injuries, uh, including long-term back injuries for both Linda Blair, who played the possessed girl, Regan, and Ellen Burstyn, who played Regan's mother. There was also a fire that burned down most of the set, except for Regan's bedroom, Mm -hmm. which filmmakers thought was very strange. Mm -hmm. On top of that, a man who played a nurse in the film killed a reporter before The Exorcist was released. He was quick to confess the crime, but couldn't provide police a motive for why he did it. Has he since? Don't think so.
0: Just randomly killed someone.
1: Yeah, I guess so. The deaths of at least four people have been linked to the film. They included Jack McGowran, who played film director Burke Dennings in the film. He was killed by – the uh, in the film, he was killed by demon played Regan. Ahead of the film's release, Jack tragically died from complications related to influenza, which he caught during the London flu epidemic in 1973. Vasiliki Maliaros who played Father Damien Karras' mother, also passed away that same year before The Exorcist hit the big screen. The star who had no previous acting experience was cast after being spotted at a restaurant and was ruled to have died from natural causes at an inquest. What those were, not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. I've written this in a way that is difficult to read. I'll tell you that right Mm now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could just be my, like, tired state, but I'm definitely having difficulties comprehending this. And I, I wrote it, so... Comprehension should be almost 100%. Yeah. Um, in the film, Vasiliki's character died after being admitted to a hospital. Oh, and then in real life, In that real happened. life, yeah, that happened. Right. During the production, a number of the cast and crew, including Linda Blair, who played Regan, and Max Von Siddo, who played Father Merrin, also lost family members. Not only that, the son of Jason Miller, who played Father Carras, had a near fatal motorcycle accident during filming. During one screening in Rome, it was reported that a bolt of lightning struck a church opposite the cinema. In America, one woman passed out and broke her jaw and later sued the Warner Brothers for an undisclosed sum. Meanwhile, in the UK, it was reported that St. John's ambulance staff attended screenings to help distressed cinema goers.
0: Yeah, I've I've heard this before and I have my thoughts about this.
1: That it's bullshit?
0: That it's uh, publicity. It's oh, yeah, publicity yeah. stunt. Because the same thing happened with The Ring and The Ring was bullshit. They do this sort of thing all the time. They're yeah. like... This movie is not recommended for like those with heart heart conditions and and then you watch it and it's like the worst horror movie. (laughs) It's a lady with her hair in front of her face. (laughs) Okay, cool. I told you I went to see um the the third, that I said the first one was scary, and you were like, "It's not scary." Oh, they've got a camera in their room. Oh, they made a huge deal um, of Paranormal activity. Paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah, such shit movie. So um, I went to see the third one yeah. in the movies, and there's a bit where the ghost picks up the baby, picks up the baby, yeah. and everyone in the cinema started laughing because <laughs> it looked really funny. Like that, you just see like this camera static camera and then like the baby getting kind of like slowly lifted out of the crib
1: yeah that's really funny <laughs> yeah. um, I, I would just i'd hate to see the face of the like the writers and, the, and I know. It, if they like were in the back and then everyone started laughing they'd be I like no oh. that's I, I that would make me feel awful but i mean but i it mean was, make a better movie you know but
0: it was like a cinema in perth yeah nobody, they wouldn't have been there nobody would be there but also And
1: also, the first one, I liked the first one. It just got a bit silly after. It got very silly pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, So, many who saw the movie in theaters, this we're talking about The Exorcist, not Mm -hmm. anything else. Many who saw the movie in theaters would faint or vomit. One woman even claimed seeing the movie caused her miscarriage. Okay, I watched this movie when I was like seven and I'm fine. (laughs) Are you? Um, some other films that experience misfortune are in some cases just plain negligence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Starting with 1956 film The Conqueror, described as a whitewashed telling of the story of Genghis Khan. The movie was filmed downwind of a nuclear testing site, which resulted in dozens of crew member deaths. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, made in 1968, saw lead actress Mia Farrow receive divorce papers during filming from Frank Sinatra a few months after director Roman Polanski lost his wife Sharon Tate when she was murdered by the followers of Charles Manson. Yeah, I, I think that's
0: just a coincidence. Someone got divorced. That happens all the time. The, the Manson thing was like a whole, a whole thing in itself.
1: Okay. Sarah doesn't believe love is real, so mark that one. 1976 the movie The Omen saw chaos around many involved star Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer had their flights struck by lightning on the way to filming director Richard Donner's hotel was bombed by the IRA and members of the crew were caught in a car crash not not fun of that one
0: it's just I I kind of feel like like yes it is a lot of misfortune for one small group of people like if I feel like if this happened in my office if this was happening to a few different people we would be like "Fire out there's a lot of bad stuff happening lately but i also feel like it seems to be all of these like high profile horror movies during the satanic panic period and yeah. it's kind of like how come there's not that now when there's a
1: million more horror movies and it's because people don't care anymore <laughs> well it's also because onset safety has improved so much yeah. and like yeah. um Anyway, uh, don't poo-poo my story. Oh, and, like, there's that movie, I think it's a war movie, where
0: there's a scene that they're filming where a helicopter comes down and it literally kills
1: somebody, like, while they're filming. Do you talk about that? Oh, yes, I do. Sorry. Yes, I do. Um, Francis Ford Coppola decided to film the movie Apocalypse Now during monsoon season. This was a big mistake. (laughs) The monsoon destroyed multiple sets.
0: (laughs) I feel like he like got there and some random local people would have been like, "Um, there's going to be a
1: monsoon come through here. And he was like, don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Martin Sheen suffered a heart attack during filming and Coppola was so stressed that he suffered a seizure according to the independent. Okay. That one's not great. Uh, actor Vic Morrow and two child actors who were not named were killed during filming of 1983's Twilight Zone, the movie, mm, when a that's... helicopter crashed during a Vietnam flashback scene, leading to major changes in the way movies were made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The documentary that I watched showed that. Mm. And yeah, that's, it was intense. They literally had it all on camera.
1: Yeah. Comic book movie fans may know about the, quote, Superman curse which is said to afflict multiple actors involved in Superman films. Christopher Reeve was paralyzed for following a horse accident and Margot Kidder, who played Lois opposite Reeve, suffered from bipolar disorder. That's yeah, I know. It's like, okay. She had a mental health issue. Yeah. She had a mental illness. Yeah. A lot of people have mental health. Yeah. That one's, that one's shit. Yeah. Um, Brandon Lee, the star of 1994's *The Crow*, was killed during filming when a prop gun that wasn't loaded properly was used. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The the gun fired a piece of shell casing, which struck Lee's chest and killed him instantly. Mm. And this is like what happened recently on the set of *Rust*, when Alec Baldwin accidentally shot and killed Helena Hutchins yeah. and injured Joel Souza with a live round um, yeah. that was discharged from a revolver that was used as a prop. A Tuck is a movie so cursed that it never got made. Oh. Uh, the project, based on a 1963 Mordecai Rickland novel about an Inuit in New York, had four different men attached to play the lead while in development. John Belushi, Sam Kinison, John Candy, and Chris Farley. All four died shortly after entering negotiations to be in the film. This is what killed John Candy? <laughs> yeah, this is how you took him. Um, Fuck this film. <laughs> And there are others, but this is now just becoming kind of like a laundry list of movies where things went wrong. Um, likely as a result, in my opinion, of poor oversight and workplace health and safety breaches, as well as maybe a bit of bad luck, but even luck I don't even necessarily believe in. What, what are the other ones? There's a whole bunch more that I haven't written down. Right. Yeah. Because so it was just like, it was just going on and it was like, oh, in this movie. This person died and this person died. And they lost this much money. And that's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the film was unsuccessful yeah
1: (laughs) okay yeah i guess that's curse.
0: yeah (laughs) fuck so what do you reckon i don't i don't put much stock in it in Um, any of them i just don't really believe in curses yeah okay and like to me again it's just that time that time period i feel like there was a lot of hysteria around demons and devils and the occult and all that sort of stuff so i kind of feel like people Would almost be looking for confirmation bias, yeah. And like you say, it's movies where dangerous things were being filmed, yeah. So there's more chance of people being hurt, yeah. Yeah. I do think it's it's weird. Some of it is weird. It's a big coincidence to have that much death and misfortune in like a fairly small group of people, Mm -hmm. the cast of a movie. Yeah, like I feel like if I worked with that many people and so many people, had, yeah. I, I would be like, "What the fuck is happening?"
1: Then also, like, you hear about this happening to single people, like, "Oh man, did you hear? Like, her mum died, and then a dog got hit yes. by a car, and that like, you hear about that kind of shit happening all the time. Bad luck comes in threes. That's that's what right. they say. Well, okay, um, but yes, yeah, just you know, mm. shit happens. Yeah. Tell us what you think, though, people, gang. Tell us what you reckon, and tell us if you if you have a curse. Tell us if you've seen
0: the um, Poltergeist reboot. I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to find it. Okay. I'll watch it. I'll let you know
1: next week. All right. So stay tuned for Sarah's movie rundown. Movie reviews with me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rate, review, subscribe. Have Tell you your friends. paid for the website? Emma. You just heard that I. this is my third job of today. Can you figure it out? Do it on the weekend. <laughs> I already paid you. No, but I'll, like I'll pay you to do it. <laughs> I
0: don't have time either. I do all the editing for this show. let's
1: fight on the air. Let's Let's, keep this in.
0: (laughs) I do all the editing for this fucking show. Uh,
1: All right. um, We're going to take this offline and we're going to have a fist fight. So we'll see you (laughs) next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.